Hello, everybody. Welcome to Life in the Pit. Uh, my name is David Lane, and uh, it's good to be with you once again. This is a short episode and also a little bit different. Uh, for one thing, um, if you go to our YouTube channel, you can actually watch it. So this is the first time that I've used the video on one of these episodes. Um, and uh, the YouTube channel, we don't, we're, we're new. We don't have enough subscribers yet to get the custom URL. Um, so rather than recite the what the what it is that YouTube gave us, I will just put that in the show notes. Uh, the second, if if you're listening to the audio only, where you're especially noticing uh, my patterns of speech and pauses and ums and likes and all that, this you may hear a little bit more of that uh, on this episode because this is completely unedited. This is just going to be uh, a short follow up. Um, so first of all, uh, well, a couple of things. One uh, in three days on Friday, we will have episode number sixty-five, and uh, you know, make sure you're following us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, uh, or Instagram at Life in the Pit Pod, and you'll see a preview clip of our next episode. It's on a topic not quite in the pit, but definitely relevant to every pit musician and every freelance musician. Um, pretty much, I think any listener will find the next topic relevant. You'll see preview clips for that coming up. Um, I wanted to come on with this short episode uh, because I have some related stories to follow up with my previous episode. So episode 64 with Jose Simbolan. Definitely check that out. We talked all about audition accompanying. Well, uh, since Friday, I have been accompanying for shows. Friday and Saturday, I uh, accompanied for Into the Woods for the auditions, and I'm the music director there. And um, then we had callbacks on Sunday, and uh, I had an accompanist for that. So that was, um, you know, I didn't have to do anything for that. Uh, it's on the keyboard. And then I was asked to come in and accompany uh, for a local production the auditions for Rogers and Hammerstein's Cinderella. And one of the things we talked about on episode 64 was a whole section of, you know, some things that actors can do and things that they shouldn't do that really helps Im improve your audition performance, but also makes the job of your accompanist who is sight reading your music a lot easier. So with that in mind... Uh, I wanted to just give you some observations, some things that I have noticed over the past few days. And um, so the first two are, are very common, and I'll lump them together. One, if you're not going to bring a notebook, then please do not double-side your music. It's just very difficult to have to flip a loose-leaf page while you're playing. The second thing, though, is if you do bring a notebook, do double-side your music. So that if you have, say, four pages of music, it's, it's one or two page turns, not every page turn. <laughs> and um, just, you know, in general, the fewer page turns you can give your accompanist, the better. So what's even better is to, to double-side your your music and let's just say you have four pages if you have more than four pages for your audition you're probably doing too much music anyways 
Um, so the first thing that I would say is uh, scrap that whole first thing altogether. Don't worry about what to do when you don't bring a folder. Get a folder. Get a, get a binder, a nice three ring binder, and um, put all of your audition music in there. Everything that you think you're going to use. It can be your whole portfolio. And just put the, the piece that you're using for the current audition at the front of the book so it's easy to find. Um, cuts clearly marked and all that. And by the way, before I go on, I want to say many actors did this. Many actors did everything that they should and nothing that they shouldn't. So I'm calling out a few cases here and there. And, uh, you know, if it, if it applies to you, you know, just take notes. These are things that will help you. Uh, so the first thing is do get a notebook, bring the notebook in. Um, and let's go back to this example. What if you have four pages? Double-side pages two and three. Tape page one to the left. Tape page four to the right so that it can fold out. And that's uh, and if you have three pages, kind of a similar thing. Photocopy or double-side two of the pages, put it in a notebook, and tape the other page on the appropriate side, whether it's one or three so that it can be opened up. Now, if you have two pages, don't double-side it. Take two single-sided pages and punch the holes so that they face each other, so that you open up and there's page one looking at you on the left and page two on the right. So, a lot of, uh, a lot of page turns in notebooks and a lot of awkward page turns outside of notebooks, and that was the biggest thing that I noticed. Um, third thing I noticed, and this was just once or twice, Use printer paper. Um, one person brought in um, something that was printed on notebook paper. And the thing about notebook paper is that it has lines across the page. And the thing about my music staff is it has lines across the page. And uh, sometimes they don't always line up, and that just makes it a lot trickier to read. Um one of the things that I would also recommend, and this, this happened a few times, if you are photocopying your music, make sure you photocopy the entire page. There, there's probably four occasions between the two shows uh, worth of auditions where I have had to guess at what the bass clef line was on the bottom system because it was not copied. And if there's chord symbols, that's helpful, but sometimes there aren't, and I'm just making my best guess. Um, it's assumed that if you're auditioning, you have memorized your music. So what you're copying is solely for your pianist. So make sure that he or she has all of the information that they need in order to play. So if, if that means reducing the size... Well, you know, we might, in, in the case of me, I might have to pull out some reader glasses and so forth, but I will still be grateful that I have all of it right in front of me rather than having to guess. Um, another thing is, is, you know, make sure the left side and the right side is all print so we're not guessing what the last beat of each line is or the first beat and so forth. Um, and then the last thing I noticed, this was just, this is just kind of a nitpicky thing, and um, I only had control over the situations um, for the first show. And this is what should you sing when you audition. 
And really a good thing to do is um, see if there's anything mentioned in the audition requirements. But if And if they don't mention anything, you can ask, or there's a few guidelines that you can do. If it's for a modern musical, listen to it, figure out what kind. Is it a rock musical? Then you should probably come up with, with something that's kind of a rock number. If it's a Disney musical, sing something from another Disney musical, and, and so forth. So for Into the Woods, we had some control over that, and there really weren't any instances to speak of where someone came in with something that we didn't think was appropriate. Um, I have no idea what the Rodgers and Hammerstein Cinderella production team has instructed uh, their auditionees to bring in, um, but there was something that I just thought was a little little odd, and that is, uh, so the title of it is Rodgers and Hammerstein Cinderella, which there's two things that could stick out at you when you hear that title. And uh, one of them is Rodgers and Hammerstein. The other one is Cinderella. And if you ignore Rodgers and Hammersteins and you just f focus on the name Cinderella, then you might think, oh, Disney musical. And that's what so many have done on this first day of auditions that I did yesterday. Um, music from Tangled, music from Little Mermaid, music from Beauty and the Beast, and, um, and quite a bit. <laughs> and... Unfortunately, while the story of Cinderella might be the same, the music style is not. The music style is more kind of mid to late golden age, and, you know, it's Rodgers and Hammerstein. Um, so if it were me, I would want to hear you sing, if not from another Rodgers and Hammerstein show, something from that era. Now, again, plenty of people did that. Um, nobody came in with a Rodgers and Hammerstein show uh, other than one from the musical and you know a lot of people don't want to hear you sing something from the show you're auditioning for and um and that's something people debate about so I won't get into that um but you know that's just something that I would look at when don't just don't just latch onto the title of the show you're doing but go listen to it go do a little research figure out what kind of songs would show that you are the right fit for that style. Okay. Um, add all of this, and some of it is probably a little bit repeated, from episode 64 with Jose Simbolan. Please go check that out. That was a great episode, and it's right before SET starts, which I believe is this week in Memphis. And uh, watch out for the preview clip on social media. Uh, you'll definitely want to hear our uh, episode 65. It'll be a little bit shorter than the full-length episodes that we've been putting out lately, but very relevant topic. And um, please subscribe to YouTube. Share this with your friends. Uh, if you haven't in a while on um, in, on audio... <laughs> I do wish I was editing this. If you haven't a while on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, uh, please give us a five-star rating and review. And and by the way, make the review honest. You put the five stars. If you don't like us, you can tell us why. Uh, if you love us, please tell us why. It's just the, the more you can engage with us, the more we're likely to be seen. And again, uh, just because I would especially encourage you for YouTube because our subscriber number is kind of low right now. We'd love to get that up. Uh, so I'll see you again on Friday with episode number 65.